The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Well, now, Pete the Vet is uh, with me, and with Christmas coming, we're going to talk about the idea of giving a pet for Christmas. What is your view, Pete, on that? Well, my view is that it's simply a bad thing to do for lots of reasons. Um, and um, I don't like it to be a killjoy because I know sometimes a family, I mean, an example might be a family have thought really hard about it. They're going to get a pet at some time. They know it's a significant financial um, and emotional commitment. And why not focus out on Christmas when we give each other gifts like this? Why don't we say, well, we're going to put our investment into a puppy this year? Yeah. That's the rationale. The problem is, um, I, I really think there's three main reasons why you shouldn't do that. The first thing, and very simply, is that you shouldn't treat an animal like an object because it's not an object. It's a sentient creature. And I recently was thinking about parallels. And I was thinking if there was a couple that were considering adopting a a child, the husband would absolutely never just turn up on Christmas morning with with a baby. baby. (laughs) Happy Christmas, dear. You know, so, I mean, obviously, it's it's kind of slightly flippant comparison. But, you know, the thing is, it's not just a gift for the day to be enjoyed and then perhaps gradually forgotten about like most presents. It's actually a commitment for 10 to 15 years, a long-term commitment. And so it's just objectifying an animal is not the right thing to do. The second reason is I think that at this time of year, we all want to find something that our family adore and will love. And who doesn't love a puppy? So it's almost like a guaranteed fix. If you get a pet, then they're going to love it and you're going to be a hero for a day. But you have to remember... You're looking 10 to 15 years out. It's much, much, much more about them being a hero for the day. And the third reason is this. Christmas is a very bad time for a new animal to arrive in a house because there's so much else going on. There's lots of drink being drunk. There's lots of visitors rushing backwards and forwards. There's lots of other activities. And you know what will happen? The dog will pee or poo in the corner and then suddenly it'll be a bad dog. So... Instead of having a wonderful moment, suddenly people get, oh, God, is this what it's like to have a puppy? Indeed. And then the, the, my dog might be put out in a, another room and left alone. And the, the animal is likely to, to be subjected to some degree of emotional stress and trauma, which should scar it for life. Um, and there's a very high number of young adult dogs are um, surrendered, abandoned, euthanized, mm-hmm. because people have copped on to the fact this is much, much, much more complicated mm-hmm. than it initially seemed. And then, of course, uh, they pick a puppy, however they get the puppy. If it's a thoroughbred, well, they have some idea as to what it's going to end up like. But if you rescue a dog, and that's a, mm-hmm. always a good thing to do, mm-hmm. and you rescue a puppy... And it's you imagine it's going to be a, a lap dog that you can put on your lap or carry in your handbag, mm. and it turns out to be a Saint Bernard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's an extreme or, example, no, but, but yeah. a cross, you know, of, of something, course. and it's it's a giant rather than a nicely little contained. Is it a, a true, by the way, as a vet, you would know this, I'm sure that the size of the paws in the puppy indicate its final size. That's one of those myths that goes around. Oh. I don't think it's quite as simple as that. I I would say that if if you if you want to know how, dog, how big a dog is going to be, look at a Labrador puppy at 12 weeks of age and compare your puppy to that Labrador puppy because there is definitely an age-related growth thing going on there. So, you know, if the puppy is half the size of the Labrador puppy, well, then it's going to be half the size of an adult Labrador, very broadly speaking. Yeah. Um, now, you have an idea as to how you can still uh, celebrate the prospective arrival of a pet while not actually doing it at Christmas, which is the wrong time to be doing it. Well, I think this is the win-win answer, actually. 
if you're that person who has thought so hard about it and you know your family's ready for this animal, what you should do is get go and buy all the paraphernalia and wrap it up. So that means a dog basket, dog bowl, leash, some dog toys. And you make those the present on the day. And you'll get all the excitement and joy of the people around you, knowing that you've you're getting them this wonderful new new gift in their life, but without the actual animal being there. And that then means that once once the end of Christmas period, once January comes around, you can go and take time to choose together the animal that's perfect for you. And you'll then be able to give the the, the new animal the right amount of focus. And if you do that, then I think I think that you you can still get all the nice kudos for having made a yeah. great decision. But you, you also have time to reflect and perhaps think, actually, we're not quite ready for this, if, if that's the outcome. Now, there's another thing we want to talk about, uh, and it's not nice, really, the fate of older dogs at Christmas. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, there's been a few stories going around that um, some people choose to surrender their old dog um, either to a dog pound or a rescue centre or indeed to have them euthanised and then they do that so that they can replace the old animal with a cuddly cute new puppy. Now, it's desperate to think that people would even consider doing that um, and I don't know how much it really does happen in real life. I, I suspect that what does happen sometimes is when a dog gets to be old, there is a period where you are actually supporting them. It's payback time. They've been enjoying your life for years and now they're slow, maybe a bit demented, maybe they're a bit incontinent. Um, they're not much fun, to be honest. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's your job as an owner to see, see them through that period to the end of their dignified life. And so I think sometimes at this time of year, people hasten that decision, be, uh, you know, the euthanasia decision, because they kind of think, well, my dog really is enjoying life much anymore and I'm not really enjoying caring for them and I'd love a puppy. And so they hasten things in order to to make their life better. I think you have to see yourself as being a guardian for that animal. Uh, it's the other side of the coin. You g- they gave you joy. Now it's your turn to be a bit self-sacrificial and look after them to the end and, of their days. And many of the animal refuges won't accept uh, dogs at no, this time of the year. No, most of them, for several reasons, um, people like Dogs Trust, they don't rehome animals during December. And as well as that, often they don't take in animals anymore because they don't want to enable that kind of... Um, uh, I suppose getting rid of an old an old animal, as well as I think a lot of rescue centres are under real pressure at Christmas time. Um, just their kennels get full, and staff staff numbers are tighter, and so they don't really want to have their their, their, their kennels full of, yeah. of, of. But does that encourage dumping though, where people? Just, that's always the danger with these yeah. situations. Yeah, but maybe um, uh, someone who thinks I'll do the right thing, I'll uh, have my animal euthanized. But if they can't, um, they would not dump. They're not that hard-hearted. No, and I, I, I think that most of the animal rescues, they won't absolutely definitively turn away everybody. They'll listen to stories. And if there's a genuine reason, let's say somebody's had to go to hospital or somebody's died and the animal's nowhere to go, I mean, they're not that hard-hearted that mm-hmm. they'll turn everybody away. All right, and you also suggest uh, uh, giving donations to your local animal yeah. um, sanctuary. Because animal sanctuaries, animal rescue groups are under pressure this time of year, especially coming up to the Christmas period where they've got a lot of work to do after hours, and so they deserve our support. Um, a lot of vets these days have campaigns, like our own clinic in Bray has. Uh, we call it Give a Stray Dog Christmas Dinner. And so you basically people give money and food. They leave it into our clinic, and we then redistribute it to the rescue groups. Okay. Speaking mm. of Christmas gifts, um, mm. you can get Pete the Vet Christmas gifts. Um, there's uh, uh, three books which you have Pet Subjects Animal Tales from the Telegraph's resident vet that's a, a, a big handsome hardback it is and then there are two smaller books uh, My Dog Thinks He's Human 
<laughs> yes. 50 ways to a happy, healthy pet. And my cat is ignoring me. Uh, 50 ways to a happy, healthy pet. So uh, they're available on your website, which is uh, petethevet.com forward slash shop. They are indeed. And six euros for the small ones and 15 euros for the big one. And um, Good yeah. stocking fillers. That's uh, exactly say Now, the questions that are coming in... Um, now, I had my boxers in the Phoenix Park today. One of them at Deer Poo. Just wondering why. Well, dogs love eating smelly stuff. Um, I'm not quite sure why. It's their instinct is to scavenge. And whatever's in that Deer Poo, it's tasty to a dog. That's it. <laughs> Simple. All right. Uh, my daughter loves animals and wants to be a vet. We don't have the space to keep pets where we live. Is there anywhere she could volunteer or help out a shelter? She's only nine. Nine is very young to be doing that kind of voluntary work. But I would simply suggest that you contact as many animal-related businesses and charities as you can and ask them. Because, I mean, I have known situations, for example, I know a boarding kennel where they had a young girl helping her, helping them. And, and you know, it was a very useful way of fostering interest in, in a young person. So it's very much an individual choice by different outfits. Um, boxer girl just turned 12, same day as that, had a seizure, shaking, drooling at the mouth and mm. vacant and disorientated, took to vet on painkillers and steroids, now seizure free, but uh, got prognosis, which was not good. Expect the worst any day now as mm. life expectancy in boxers expected to be short. But she seems fine, insatiable appetite and thirst, but having little accidents in the house, leaving little puddles. Although she has access to outside, she's dribbling urine, also had bad arthritis throughout her body including legs back and wrists what can I do is this really the end my husband says it's not fair on the dog and thinks we should help her pass I can't bear this and Mm. will not let her go I love her so much she's a great dog I feel really sorry for the situation I mean your your dog may well um, be getting close to the end. Some of those, some of those signs you describe, like the urinary incontinence, often that relates to the steroids that she's on for the treatment. Um, I think the big question and the steroids is, are to keep her seizure free. One presumes, well, possibly. I mean, the big question is what is going on? What did cause the seizure? Um, mm. In older dogs, a brain tumor is a common cause, but it's not the only cause. Um, so I, I wouldn't be making any radical decisions. I think with any dog of that age, you have to be aware that. Time is limited. And in some way, emotionally, you should get ready for the fact that you're going to have to say goodbye. But as long as your dog is enjoying life day to day, then there's no, there's no great urgency to finish things. Speaking of dogs enjoying life, I have two dogs, a neutered male German Shepherd and a female is not. And they still mate. And they can get very aggressive when they're tied together after the event. I don't want either to, to get damaged if I intervene. What? Well, that's I very they unusual. Could do that, yeah. Well, obviously, the female must be in season. Yeah, but how can your man perform if he... uh... Well, um, testosterone is produced by other parts of the body than just the testes. So his testicles have been removed, so there'll be no sperms there. He won't be fertile. But obviously, at some level, he's still got an interest and a capacity. Um, I would stand back when that happens, and I'd be saying to you, why don't you get the female spayed? Because that would be the way to solve this issue. Um, this one we had two rescue kittens join our household four months ago we also have a 13 year old cat they're all female the older cat had a companion male who died last year he was also 13 our older cat is totally rejecting one of the kittens even though we introduce them slowly and carefully over time is there anything else we can do to help the older cat become more comfortable with the new kittens I'm not surprised to hear this there's an illusion that cats get on with each other they don't most cats despise one another the only cats that generally get on well together are those 
dogs that are brought up together from kittenhood. It's natural for cats to be independent, solitary creatures. And so this is what happens. The best you, you, you can't make the cat get on with your kittens. You can't make that happen. What you can do is you can redesign your home slightly to make it more uh, acceptable. Um, so More litter trays. More, and- yeah, one litter tray per cat plus one extra one. Also install a couple of cat trees. Cat trees are things that even go up to the ceiling with a series of platforms and cubby holes and cats make them their own little space of territory and they're very happy to stay there as long as the cat stays, other yeah. kittens stay away. They'll be grand. Um, I'm just thinking based on our uh, broadcasting assistant, Anne-Marie, her experience mm. with her cat, um, the Christmas tree is one of the greatest <laughs> inventions for climbing. And those kittens are only four months in the house. So it'll be their first experience of the Christmas tree. It's a danger, big time, because Christmas trees do fall over sometimes, especially <laughs> if, there's a, if there's a cat clambering around on top. 